0: Let's erase all of that. We're gonna have to take two. How to get over a breakup, AKA heartbreak. Scene one, take two. That's pretty sick. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of In Bed with Troy. Still don't know if that's what we're gonna name it. It's only been like my fourth episode or third. But anyways, hello, I hope that you're doing well. And if you're not, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. (sighs) Today was interesting. It is Easter Sunday, and every year, ever since <laughs> I started dating my ex-girlfriend, we're not dating anymore, it's tradition for her to come to Easter brunch with us. So today I saw my ex-girlfriend. On top of that, my best friend is going through a heartbreak. So since this episode is all about how to get over a breakup, um, AKA how to deal with heartbreak, I'm just gonna tell you about mine, and then we're just gonna get right into it. But anyways, uh, Alexa and I were together for like three, four years. Um, I'm going to apologize now because I never gave her the title. And that's what she always wanted. And she said that I really messed her up because of that. And I think I was just young and immature. And if I'm being honest, I was just keeping my options open. I don't know why I did that because she was great and she still is great. Uh, But I was a little selfish and immature at the time, and it wasn't the smartest decision. With that being said, we were going strong for, like, three years, I want to say, until, how do you say, um, I'm not going to say mutual, because it wasn't mutual, but long story short, we just started drifting apart, totally fine, we were still cool, we still, like, you know, stayed at each other's house sometimes, but you just knew it wasn't going to last. I remember one day she called me and was talking about this guy, and she, she goes, like, how do I reply to this guy's, like, text or something like this? It was a couple years ago. And I was like, I don't really know. I was like, it kind of sounds like you like him. She's like, no, 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 I don't like him. A week or two goes by. Turns out she's, like, calling me, like, crying, being like, hey, I really like this guy. And that kind of broke my heart a little bit just because obviously, like, I was still in love with her. But I was trying to be mature in that situation, and I tried helping her as much as I can, even though it was breaking my heart. So as I'm sitting here, I'm like vouching for this guy and being like, no, you know, like give him a chance. I'm sure he's great. You know, meanwhile, I still have feelings for her. So it wasn't like the easiest thing to do in my case, but I did it because, you know, I thought that's what a good friend did. A couple of weeks later, it was Valentine's day and I knew this guy wasn't gonna take her out. So I took her out on Valentine's day. So we ended up going to like an early dinner, late lunchish, ish um, at this place called Chaconis. I was broke. I think I had like $200 to my name. The waiter comes around and he's like, hey, happy Valentine's Day. Can I get you anything to drink? And my dumb ass is like, yeah, let's get the bottle of champagne. Let's get all. It's just, you know, I, I splurged and we had a great time until the guy that she was talking to was brought up in conversation. and. It just killed the mood. It absolutely killed the mood. So I don't even know if I asked or if she brought it up. I probably asked. To me, just ignorance is bliss, you know? I just don't ask anymore solely because of that reason. I don't know why it's so like ingrained into my brain. We start talking about him and things just kind of go south. Uh, The mood was totally killed. So we wrapped up at dinner a little bit quicker than we wanted and drove back to my apartment. We had a little argument in the car. And before you know it, she ends up leaving. A couple hours later I was like with all my boys and I was like I'm going to Saddle Ranch. I don't that was when Saddle Ranch was like really popping. This was pre pre-COVID by the way. So we all mobbed at Saddle Ranch and and I'm walking in through the door and I see Alexa's two friends and they look at me as if they had just seen a ghost. I was like, "Hey, what's up guys?" and they looked at me but you could tell they were like, "Oh shit. We have to get we have to tell Alexa like Troy's here." Alexa off. I have to watch the the A word because my A is going to go off. So I'm sitting there talking to her friends for a second. And guess who comes walking right by me? Like not even five feet, right by. Doesn't say hi, acts as though she didn't even see me. And I see her like walk around the bar. And then this guy like puts his arm around her. And she comes up and gives him like this hug. And I knew it was just like more than a hug. And it was the guy that we were talking about at lunch or dinner or whatever it was. And um, my heart just broke. It's crazy that that happened like three, four years ago, but I, I like still like feel it. And I was just like, that's it. Time to let her go. And it broke my heart. Um, I was like, guys, I'm going home. And I sat in the tub for like two, three hours and just bawled my eyes out. Yeah, that was tough. That was a tough one for me. I was really in love with her. And that was the moment I realized I had to let her go. And after that, I just decided that I was going to cut all contact. I think it was 10, 11 months. Um, I didn't talk to her once, you know, no, no texting, DMing, phone calls, FaceTimes, cuz I just cold turkey. I just didn't didn't respond. Kind of gets into huh, how to get over a heartbreak. And again, I'm just speaking off of my personal experiences. I can't speak for everyone, but this is, you know, what helped me. As much as you hate to hear it, you just got to cut all contact. There's no way around it. You're not going to be best friends that slowly fade out, especially after you had feelings for one another, especially when you've been intimate with one another, like no, you've seen every like crevice of their body. Like how, you, how do you expect to go back to friends? I just don't, it's not gonna happen. And, and for the longest time I was like, oh, but we could be friends, we could be friends. Yes, you could be friends way later down the road. Um, so one, cut all contact. If you need to block them because you don't have like the mental strength, block them, you gotta get out of the cycle. I'd say two, because this was a big part for me, was hang out with your friends. You know, rely on your friends. My friends were able to get like my mind off of things for a little bit, which was nice. Um, But do things, do activities, go out with your friends. Um, That doesn't mean that you need to go to parties and get wasted and go hook up with people. Honestly, I really don't think that that's going to do any good for you. Aside from hanging out with friends, I'd say the biggest thing is breakups sometimes could be like a real blessing in disguise. I was sitting in the shower the other day and I was thinking like that breakup was the best thing to ever happen to me because it forced me out of my comfort zone. I think comfort is a huge killer of happiness. I think it's just like a huge killer of life. You know, being in a relationship, it's a lot easier to be like, okay, we're just gonna sit inside and, you know, watch Love Island and make pasta, like, which is cool, but it kind of strips you away from new experiences and meeting new people that could add to your life. My third piece of advice would be, Go after what you always wanted to do, whether it's career-wise or like a hobby. If you wanted to take up surfing, go surf. Go take that lesson that you've always wanted to do. If you want to learn how to rock climb, go to a rock climbing class. You'll meet some new people at the rock climbing class, like career choice. Like I knew that I liked entertaining. Like I thought that was always fun for me. And because of the breakup, I started actually filming on TikTok. I just tried something new. Listen, at the end of the day, like, The world's still turning, baby. Life is still going to move on, whether or not you're sitting in bed crying or you're just like, all right, well, let's get up. Let's go do something about it, you know? So that's kind of why I started just filming. I started filming on TikTok. And uh, it was awesome because I created a little community amongst me and a ton of friends on TikTok. And I started going live every night. And from then, I was just doing that like two, three hours at night because Because it took my mind off of off of everything. You know, I, I had a purpose again of to go after something bigger than I had originally imagined or anticipated. Again, I think it's a blessing in disguise because now it gives you me time. It gives you you time. You're able to do all these things that you've always wanted to try without having someone kind of rely on you, um, you know, whether it's financially or mentally or you know, physically, because you know, everyone's got needs. I feel like it's nice because you now are allowed to have that, you now have that freedom where you can go out and try new things. I'm not saying that when you're in a relationship, people are holding you back, but I feel like when you're in a relationship, sometimes you have to think twice because it's not just you anymore, it's you and your significant other. So with that being said, sometimes breakups can be a blessing in disguise because now it's just you. Now you have that freedom in which you can go out and do whatever you want to do. So yeah, go out for that surf lesson, go after that riding job that you've always wanted to get into. that's That's one of the biggest ones is is my take is is just go do shit. Four, four. This is actually a big one. Get your ass in the gym. Get your ass in the gym, you know. I don't want to be like cliche and be like, oh, you got to go work out and get so ripped so that when your ex sees you on an Instagram post, then you just look great. Like, no, don't do anything for them. Everything that you do from now on should be for you, solely for your mental and, and physical gain. Literally just get in the gym. It's so fantastic because one, you're, you're working on your confidence because when you look good, then you feel good. And when you feel good, you play good. And two, it's so great mentally. When you get like a workout in, especially in the morning, you've already completed the hardest task of the day. Working out is just a great setup for your success in the future. If you don't wanna go push weights, just go for a run. You know, everyone talks about that runner's high. Go for a quick 20, 30 minute run. It'll make you feel a thousand times better. Just cause you're like, hey, I got outside, I got some sun. Five is go get a tan. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna leave that there. Five is go get a tan, you'll feel great. You'll look right Six. Don't check in on them. Honestly, that shouldn't even be six. I feel like that should be around like three or four. Don't check in on them. Just don't do it. It's not going to help. Don't play that song that reminds you of them. Don't go to that lookout that reminds you of them. Don't use your stalker profile because you don't want them to see like your view uh, on their Instagram story or their, uh, hopefully you're not liking their Instagrams or whatever, but just don't do it. It will get you absolutely nowhere, especially if you go on their Instagram and realize now they're posting with somebody else. That's gonna hurt you even more. So just don't do it in the first place. Ignorance is bliss, like I said. Just don't look, don't ask. This is a lot of steps. I didn't realize I had this many steps. Um, seven is journal. That's really powerful. Really, look, I have mine right here. Let me show you. This is mine right here. Go to Barnes and Nobles, get yourself a book. And this is what mine looks like. It's just all my just all my notes, all my feelings, all my goals, all my passions. Write that shit down. like it's so powerful, especially when you have like emotions that you want to let go. I feel like keeping them more personal to you but writing it out allows you to kind of like express and feel those emotions and kind of release them in a way without having to like put it on somebody else or have somebody else's input along the way. Because a lot of your friends are just going to be like, oh yeah, poor you, poor you, and like there to pat you on the back. Like I feel like just journaling is just a great way to kind of like cope with it, you know, without needing anyone's validation because it, 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 you don't need anybody's validation. You're doing this to better yourself. So I think um, journaling would be a a great way to kind of, like I said, express those emotions and uh, kind of release them a little bit. Yeah, wow, eight steps. That was like five more steps than I thought. I'm sure after I'm done with this, I'll be like, oh shoot, I could have got to like 15. My biggest thing is just like, cut the contact. Don't check in on them, because it's not gonna help journal to release your emotions. Go work out because it's mentally and physically just a confidence booster. Try new things, go after that career, that hobby that you've always wanted to try. You now have freedom, which is honestly a blessing in disguise. Um, And you never know who you're gonna meet down the road. I don't wanna sit here and give you hope, but like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and it'll come back around. Maybe you two just aren't meant for each other right now, possibly down the road. Or, you know, maybe it was just a nice lesson and uh, you don't see it that way right now. Unfortunately, I'm sorry if you're going through it. Um, it might be hard to hear, but I promise you it gets easier day by day by day. Listen, I was a mess, okay? I saw that and I went to work the next day. And I literally had to be like, I can't be here right now. I remember I said, I need to be with my friends. And I drove all the way to Newport, worked for maybe two hours, and drove all the way back and called my best friend and was like, I need you. And he was like, I'm there. And I think he picked me up and we drove to the beach and just sat and watched the sunset. And, and I'm going to sit here right now. I'm going to say the first day is not easy. The second day doesn't get any easier. But after a week, the burn starts to just fade a teensy bit. Not a ton, but just like a teensy little bit like that. And then eventually two weeks kicks in and you're like, I still miss them. I miss them like crazy. And then you get third week and then you get a month and you're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm starting not to think about them as much. And then two months and three months. And now at this point, you've done something for yourself and you're and you're starting to realize, you know what, like I can do this. Around month three, you start to realize like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like around there, you're like, I've, I've got this two or three month, two or three. You start to I'm not saying you completely forgot about them. I'm not saying that you're not heartbroken still. But I'm saying you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is my personal opinion. I'd say you're not fully going to be healed. I don't even want to say completely healed, fully healed. But you're not going to start really feeling good until month six. That's hard to hear. But off of my personal experience and a lot of my other friends... Month six is kind of the benchmark where you start to be like, okay, I'm good. Maybe they'll like pop in your mind like once in a while cause you hear the song and you're like, oh my God, like so-and-so and I used to listen to that song all the time. But I feel like at that point, your heart won't hurt as much. And I don't think you're gonna start crying or tearing up or like kind of reliving that that pain around month six. Um, but uh, yeah, month 10, it was her birthday. I sent her anonymous card and teddy bear because I would send her teddy bears every year. She texted me immediately and was like, Troy, you really don't think I know your handwriting by now. Ever since then, we've just been friends. I'm not saying we jumped right back in the swing of things. We didn't start dating anymore. Um, we just, you know, hung out occasionally. We were cool, it was cordial. Um, I was cool hearing about her with other guys. And I I can't speak for her, but hopefully she was the same. It took me 10 months to be from hysterically crying in a bathroom to all my friends, just seeing me at like my lowest point, like for a full week, like I didn't want to do anything, but like, thank God I had great friends and like family that were like, Troy, like we're getting you out of the house. We're going to go do this. And eventually like two weeks later, I just turned to TikTok, which was so awesome. So again, like I said, a blessing in disguise where I just started posting and all these people started like reaching out and 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 joining my lives and i had people to talk to every night for like two three hours and it was awesome because it was really like my escape like i started something that like i've always wanted to do and from then it just kind of like blossomed into what we are now which is awesome so i honestly have to give you guys a lot of credit for helping me get through you know kind of a tough time You know, now we hang out once in a while. We're just a lot more mature now. And you know, like I said, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, Um, but we're just friends. Like that's, that's literally all it is. And now I can sit there at Easter brunch with her and my entire family and just be cool. Just be like good friends, despite, you know, how shitty she made me feel X amount of years ago. You know, she's made me really happy. She's made me uh, pretty damn sad, but at the end of all of it, I feel like it was again just a blessing in disguise because um, I'm happy where I am and I feel like that's the lesson. A heartbreak isn't gonna kill you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Da-na-na-na-na. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, it's true. I learned a lot about myself then. Um, I hope that she had to It forced us to grow and, and we now know you know, a little bit more of what we don't like versus what we do like. And yeah, that's my episode. I'm just gonna say, if you're going through it right now, if you're experiencing a heartbreak, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, okay? We've all been there. We're sending you tons and tons of love. It's not the end of the world, even though it feels like it. But my biggest thing is get up out of bed. It's time to get up. Sitting in bed crying is not gonna do anything. Eating that ice cream is good. It's good for a little bit but it's not gonna make you feel any better it's not well actually I take that back it is so enjoy your ice cream but once it's done get your ass up and go do something okay but that being said thank you guys so much for watching like comment subscribe do all those good things down below if you guys have any questions or just scenarios that you want me to kind of answer I'm gonna link my email in the bio feel free to go in the bio and just like shoot me an email saying hey Troy I'm going through this or you know here's my situation what do you think Again, you're good, Ben. Um, I'm sending you love, positivity, anything that you need, I'm throwing it your way. I still don't have an outro. I guess this this is going to be my outro. I love you. It's not the end of the world. And scene.